Shadow Cast, the podcast talking about all the things hidden in the shadows. I am Devonair, aka the Living Shadow, here to um, talk to you about some things that I've had to unlearn. Talk about some things that may make people feel a little uncomfortable. Talk about some things that the world kind of needs to see a different perspective on. So, after this ad, we're going to just go around into it. Thank you for clicking. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for listening to the Living Shadow on the Shadowcast podcast. The podcast discussing all things hidden in the shadows. I would like to remind you all to please check out the website, thelivingshadow.me, where you can get not only episodes of the podcast, you can also take a look at everything else that is being offered, including Assassin Apparel, Sage Palo Santo, Aromatherapy, Healing Candles, and Awakening Bath Box. Also, Regenerative Reiki Sessions and Personal Readings are also available on thelivingshadow.me. Please check out that website and continue listening to the Shadowcast. The podcast discussing all things hidden in the shadows. Hosted by none other than me, the living shadow. Thank you again for listening to the living shadow. Hello, 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 and welcome back to... The Shadowcast, the podcast discussing all things hidden in the shadows. I am back, the living shadow. So, for those who pay attention, even though I'm sure there's not that many people, um, for those who do pay attention, it has been a while since I've posted an episode. I do apologize. It's just been a lot going on. Um, uh, if you are one of those people who do pay attention, you'll see this not a video ep- uh, component to this episode primarily because um, if you listen to the ads, some people may skip by them. Um, I use Anchor, which is now a Spotify for podcasters. Spotify bought Anchor a while ago, and they've been trying to make it better and all around better podcast system, and they're not doing a horrible job necessarily. However, um, me trying to add video, the video component has been one of the things that helped me up. Location has been something that's held me up. Um, I'm not in the same spot I was when I first started this podcast. <sighs> Life is just a different world. Um, and I know people who are fans of this podcast would probably be looking for the episode of me talking about Trump getting arrested. And trust me, I kind of, I want to make that episode. I do. But at the same time, with stuff going on in my personal life, I have not been able to really intake any of the Trumperisms because I just, self-care is a big thing for me. 
if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis or if you go back and listen to previous episodes, you might pick up on that. Hopefully you do. Self-care is something that is like I I really don't get to do. And this is a part of my self-care is just to not involve myself with too much Trump. Even at this time, which I'm like, I like, I want to have like a really good episode where I go in and talk about it. And I will probably do that in the future. But at this moment, I'm like, I cannot just and take whatever bullshit that man is on while I have my own life issues. <laughs> um, one of the things that has gone on. As far as political news, you might want to know. Guns are now legal in Florida without a license, concealed license. So that's information to know if you're ever going to go to Florida. But for the most part, what's been up with me lately has been Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. So if you ever um, heard of Yu-Gi-Oh! It is a card game. Slash internet video game. But the internet video game is really just the card game. Just on the internet. So I don't know what they count as anything like. Um, it's the 25th anniversary. Of the game itself. So I was alive when the game came out. I would just put it that way. I was there. Um, not really like in the room or anything like that. But you know. And. It's been around for a long time. It's one of my favorite things since I was a kid. And it's just one of those things that's always interested me. Um, The anime has always been interesting to me. Because the anime, when the first came out, the first season or first version of it, now they're on, like, version 8 or 9. I I think they're on version 9 with Go Rush. But the first version was really um, a Japanese take on... Egyptian culture, which I thought was very, very rare. We don't really see that in America too often. We usually see, if we're going to see something Japanese, we usually see Japanese culture. We don't usually see um, them kind of mixing cultures and things. So it was nice to see that. Nice to be involved with that. And the card game has just changed and evolved over time to a point that is just so interesting to me. So I've really been like enraptured with that for the last like couple months, honestly. Um, since I found out it was the 25th anniversary of the game, the first year anniversary of the actual Master Duel game. Um, Duel Links has been around. I'm not sure how old Duel Links is, but like, it's just an interesting game to me. Um, so I kind of want to discuss that for a moment. I know uh, we talk about literally everything that's hidden in the shadows. And this is this is a game that I don't believe is hidden in the shadows necessarily. I don't think a lot of people know about it or heard of it. What I didn't know, what I found out, is this really a community? It's really a world out here. Um, and I, I'm telling you, like, things that you don't... Like, I never, like, around where I'm from, there's not that many people to talk to or deal with with certain type of things. Um, This is one of those things where there's not that many people I could talk to Yu-Gi-Oh! about. There's not that, or talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! too. Um, There's not that many people I could really do a lot of this stuff with. So, this is going to be quick. It's just a rundown of the game and really what's going on lately. And just... 
video game culture in general, because I think video game culture is supposed to get you addicted to the game. You know, and I've come over the years to realize because it used to be for a long time I would watch streamers and things like that. And I don't consider myself to really be a content creator. I mean, if you look at this, I've not created that much content. And the content I have created does not get views or things like that as much as I would like for it to. And I just don't. I mean, as much as I want this to be a thing, I do have to put on my average Joe hat and be like, look, I'm just, you know, as much as I would like for it to be more than what it is, it is not happened for me. And I kind of have to like, okay, I have to do something else with my life type of thing, you know? But, um, with this game, pretty much it's, it's the simplest game and the most complicated game both at the same time. I say that because when it first came out, it was relatively simple to understand. Over the years, the complexities and the different like upgrades and changes that they've made has made it probably the most complicated game to play ever. <laughs> and it's so funny to me that this, it's gone that direction because... It's, it's that age-old tale of, do we really try to keep the new players happy, like, try to invite new people on, or do we try to make it, you know, or do we cater to the people who can handle more complexity or people who've been playing this game for the whole 25 years, you know? Excuse me. So, um, the game is, the basic breakdown of the game, there's monster cards, spell cards, trap cards. Um, traps are basically not necessarily battle focused, but they're usually, um, regarding around negating something, stopping something, um, disabling you. Uh, the traps are usually meant to like put a stop to your opponent. The spell cards are usually used to give you some sort of advantage or to help you and aid you or aid your monsters, or even some of them even will bring monsters to you. It, it's meant to be some sort of like an aid or an accessory or a um, a plus to you. And the monster cards themselves are the things that actually do battle. Some of them have effects, some of them don't. And there's several different ways to summon a monster now versus before. And that's where the game... I think reaches its peak complexity is how many different types of monsters and ways you can summon them and the different effects and special abilities that they have. So, if you've played the game, you already know kind of what I'm talking about, what it is, how it goes, this, this, that. If you haven't played the game, it's kind of... I, I don't think it's too hard to get into. I just think it takes a lot of time and practice. Which is... And if you're one of those people who has um, not played the game in years. Or if you have... Like, if you watched the original Yu-Gi-Oh! Back in the day, Duel Monsters, Duelist Kingdom, Yugi, Pegasus, Joey. You know, you know those, if you recognize those characters. Uh, Kaiba. 
things like that. Like if you if you if you that person, then the game that people play today is gonna seem really foreign to you. And it's so it's so weird. So the the reason why it's gonna probably feel foreign is like the the basics of the game have not changed. Summon a monster, monster battles, you use the spell card to either enhance you or help you get there, use a trap card to sort of stun your opponent, stop your opponent. Possibly, depending on what trap you have, maybe even aid yourself in some kind of way. This is like the game the game mechanics itself have not too much changed. What's changed is the ability and the effects and how to use these different um cards now. So there what was like what was considered maybe overpowered back in the day is now something that's not even like something to like something that's neat that like um you in the show they give you four thousand life points in the game you play you get eight thousand life points one of the win conditions is to get your opponent's life points to zero that's the most popular one that's the most common one right you use monsters to battle you get your opponent's life points to zero. You win the game if you if you get their life points to zero. So there's plenty of ways to do that. Plenty of ways. I mean, the ways are just endless. And the summoning techniques are also endless. So when they first started out, they just really had a couple summoning techniques. Um, if you were an early, early, early member or adopter of the game... You were there before there was even tributes. Um, so if you had a really powerful monster, you could just summon it. You didn't have to like go through any hoops to just get there. They, they Over time, they tried to make things more powerful, less powerful, uh, balance. It's, it's a whole thing. Um, recently in the game, they... Uh, well, I shouldn't say recently. Let I, me I, I, I start going back a little bit. So there was archetypes. Um, that kind of got developed over the years and the first mention or, or notation of archetype was actually in the very first beginning of the, um, of the anime of the show. And that's kind of harpy lady, to be honest. She's the first real like art archetypal, um, gameplay style that we've seen from the game as far as on the anime. And a lot of times in real life too. And from there, it's kind of become a thing where you want to group these cards that kind of look alike, um, have similar naming, things like that, so that they all their effects kind of work together in a cohesive manner and build a deck out of it. Now, today, <laughs> it's pretty much all archetype only. And because back in the day, it used to be like you open random packs and you get random cards. Okay, sound like something scratched. Um, you open up random packs, you get random cards, you use those random cards. They usually didn't go together. They didn't like a lot of them back in the day didn't even have effects. Now today, if you play a, a vanilla monster or a monster that does not have an effect, people look at you like you're crazy. It's just a big evolution of the game. And one of the things that has happened recently, so. 
Um, for me, like I was never out of it, but I never played um, online. I guess I should say they have like on they have computer ones online. You can play against other players. Of course, like I said, there's Mass Duel is out now. That's a big one. Duel Links is out now. Although Duel Links, you play mostly against the computer. You don't really play against other players as much. Master Duel, you really play against other players, like as the primary method. There is a solo mode you can go and go on there and play the computer. But um, most of their games have been you playing the computer. Um, Konami's the company behind it. Most of the games, uh, I've been like, they've had video games over the years. The, uh, the DS, the. I mean, the DS, the. PSP, the PlayStation, all that kind of stuff. And Master Duel is available on, like, the PlayStation and stuff like that, too, as well as the computer, but for the most part, like, just before this, it's not really been a way to really play with other people. And for someone like me who's been into the game, but it's like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's taboo to to talk about or anything like that. It's just, like, something that doesn't get brought up because I'm not dealing with people who also play it or in that world. And I've not been that deep in that world as some of the people who I've seen online who tried to learn how some tips and tricks from like that. But I also have some tips and tricks of my own that I kind of want to put out there. I don't know if I ever get to making a Twitch stream or something like that, but I would like to do that. Just because it's cool. I feel like it's fun. The community is not too bad, although they do talk about you really bad for things that a lot of people I feel like just don't really know. Um, but the new thing in this game has been lately they have events. Um, you've got to get your gems, and the and the play style has changed dramatically. Um. If you're a person who follows the show, I think that following the show is a good way to learn how to play the decks from the show. The decks from the show are usually somewhat decent. They may not be the best. Um, Some rogue options that they put out there are are kind of a lot better in some ways. Um, Tech cards are always great. Just staple random cards that don't go in the archetype that are just generic um, all-around good cards to have. Or things to play with. And overall, it depends on like how what like what you're playing, how you're playing. But the game itself, the makers of the game, these archetypes, the thing I love about it so much, because it started off being really like Japanese people looking at Egyptian culture. And kind of going from there and it really changed over into being more of a game, more Japanese and more inclusive i would say um the archetypes so there's so many different archetypes nowadays that you really can find one that fits your personality which is a lot of what the show was about a lot of these people they have these cards the cards fit their personality fits their uh, branding or whatever it is and it kind of sells it a little bit i think uh the latest show from the studio before they went to rush dueling. Rush dueling is a different form of du- of dueling, which is uh, sevens. 
Yu-Gi-Oh! 7s is the anime that does that. But previous to that, the other six animes were not um, about rush dueling. Vrain's the last one before 7s. The sixth one has to do with speed dueling, which is not too terribly off from rush dueling. But it's more like if you if, if you ever play duelings, it looks more like that than in an actual rush duel. But it's not... Um, I mean, they're not so different that it, it's like the middle step in between the regular duel. But the archetypes, I think this thing is that the thing that captured me, there are so many different ones. So there are some that are based primarily on traps. They have a couple monsters, mostly traps. They stop your opponent more. There's some that are based around spell cards. There's, um, there's different types of monsters. So the type of monster goes there's different things that can um aid it and abet it and different thought process so there's like spell casters if you have a spell caster type or a spell caster type monster you're usually going to have a lot of spell cards niggas are going to try and use their magic cards or whatever else to do to get their things um there's like i said there's some with traps or some that are just monsters just recently in um the arc 5 era they came out with the super heavies Super Heavy Samurai, which is basically um, an archetype that is only, like, you, you only run monsters, no spells, no traps. Um, I mean, you can, but they benefit more if you don't. So it's kind of interesting. It's just interesting that they will really play with these game dynamics and these um, different things. And they've created so many different um, ways and styles of playing this game. And so it's it's like one of those things where it's already hard enough to learn <laughs> how to play just like the regular basic game, I feel like, for a new person. But if you're you're really going to look at these different styles, like I have a friend who he doesn't, he's not been into this the way I was. Like I was into it growing up. I still have cards. I have rare cards. I'm not going to tell you what rare cards they have because I'm not trying to get robbed. Um, but things like that, you know. So he's not into that. It's so funny because he's like, he's trying to play or he's playing and he'll run across um, a deck and he'll call me and he'll be like, I'm like, it's the control deck. Their whole point is that they're trying to control everything you're doing. You don't really get to play as much because they're trying, you know, at the end of the day, the game is about trying to win. And it's so funny because there's, there's people with these personalities and like Japanese people, even just from watching the anime Japanese people in this like their culture seems to be I don't want to say full because I don't think that's the correct way but have a lot of like I don't want to say egocentric people either but like a lot of these people with these personality types that are like alpha types like, in America, we would just call them, like, the alpha male, right? They're alpha types. They want to be taking charge and, and control everything, this, this, that. I win, you lose, you do what I say, this, like, you know. They're, like, the show has those types of people. The show has those, like, spotlight hoggers, things like that. And then, you know, anime in general, which we might get in the whole episode about anime in general, has, like, a lot of, like, there's usually one character that's like that. Which makes me wonder, like, there's, like, in America, it's interesting because that's, like, usually the action movie guy. 
if that makes sense. Like, if you watch an action movie, it's gonna like the alpha guys, the guy who's there with like who probably has his beer or his Mountain Dew or whatever, and he's like goes to the action movie and to see the explosions and to watch the guy with the, with the muscles and the sunglasses and like that type of thing, right? In Japan, or I won't even say in Japan, but like in their representation of the culture through the show, they constantly have somebody who's like that, who's like, I'm going to take all the attention. I like, they, they have people who are like that a lot. And it's interesting because the way they play their game or the way their game is played, sometimes it can be considered not fair. Sometimes it can be depending on who you're playing with, who you're playing against, is is a lot of factors involved. But above all else is that, you know, the goal is to win, obviously. It's a game. The goal is to win the game. Um, there's a competitiveness that's there that I'm not going to say is, is gone. It's not. I, I feel like it's there in America as well. But a lot of people, it's like, I think we... With Japanese, it, it with the Jap with um, Japan's culture, at least how they show it in the show and things like that. There's so many people who have like learned to deal with it, or even that it's so like acceptable. Whereas here, it used to be like, especially if you were a guy, you were gonna. Th- Throw under the bus if you didn't have that kind of alpha male attitude, and now, depending on who you are and what circle you're in, it's either a good thing or a bad thing. You know, it's like you kind of find your circle. Like there's people who think it's disgusting. There's people who think it's great. There's people who you know, it's 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 that type of thing, right? I mean, I'm personally that person. I don't really have that alpha male thing. I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm a beta. I think I'm like like a rogue, like lone wolf type. I don't know. I think it's like Omega. Like, well, you're just like off by yourself or whatever. So I tend to play a lot of rogue decks. Um, They have this thing in the Yu-Gi-Oh game where it's like the meta, which is like, basically when they make a deck, every time they make a new one or a new archetype nowadays, it's really meant to be more powerful than the ones that they had before. And, a lot of the times they go back and give support to older decks, older archetypes that so they can compete with these newer archetypes in some way, shape, or form. So if you have this deck that doesn't allow that doesn't allow the opponent to do anything, they'll come back with another deck or add tech cards to the deck that you may have, or you can you know so that you can actually like have a healthy competition between them. So it's interesting. But for the most part, you're like the the deck you choose is really is like there's so many different cards to do so many different things. Like you really can find something that fits you or fits your playing style. Um, and that's the thing I think that's most interesting. Excuse me, that's interesting about it. So like there'll be people who like who do like a brute force deck. So, like, brute force to me would be, like, you, you're trying to summon monsters, you're trying to do attack, this, this, that. And there's some decks who literally are, like, you don't attack. 
I control when you attack, when you don't attack, if you get damage for this, if you don't, like it's 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 very interesting if you don't if you don't know about it. It's something I would definitely suggest you looking up or at least watching the show. I think if you watch the show you understand. Although sometimes it can be a little like uh and if you watch if you do go watch the show after listening to this or whatever, ignore Season one, Yu-Gi-Oh! If you're trying to learn how to play the game because they were bullshitting <laughs> that whole season. All I did was bullshit. Like, it's one of my favorite things because um, in the show, I'm not trying to give you spoilers or anything like that, but there's a pharaoh and he's just like, I'm going to win. And they just do, what, I mean, like game mechanics be damned. And like the next season, season two, they really like have rules. Of course, it's also season zero, which most people don't even know about and it doesn't really have much to do with the actual card game itself but if you want to watch a fun anime there's also season zero to go watch um and personally if you if you watch it and you like it or if you're a fan of comedy or if you've seen it before in the past and you are a fan of comedy i would suggest going on youtube and watching little karibos um Yu-Gi-Oh! abridged unabridged that shit is so funny Oh my god, I was crying laughing. That was hilarious. I don't think he does too I don't think he like does too many episodes. I don't think he finished it, but it's so good. It's so good. Um But we talk about personalities a lot on this show. And so it's interesting because one of my friends was mentioning to me how like you can't really um with Master Duel, with Duel Links, with a lot of these games that you're playing you can't really interact with a person. So it's not like it's a, um, like you can speak to them while you're playing. You're mostly just playing and you just kind of have to see what they do. Um, of course there's YouTubers and things like that who have played it and who do it and they put themselves on camera and they're like, you know, whatever. And there's rooms, you can get in a room and actually talk to your, um, like, if you put yourself in a room and, like, a room is, like, a private version, so you can play with, like, your friends or whatever else like that. You can do that, and, like, what we usually do is, like, he calls me or I call him, and we're, like, on the phone talking about doing it. But, it, like, playing the game. But there's really not that way to interact with, like, strangers. So, and that's the thing I really want to do. Like, I want to hear what the stranger is playing or what they're going on, and I don't know if they'll add that. As like an ability to do that in the game somehow. Like I imagine if you're like a PlayStation person or whatever. You probably have a headset or something. And you can like probably do that. Whether you have a camera or not. Like you can have the audio at least interaction. Which I think is really what's needed. I don't think the videos necessarily need it. But the video would be fun too. But like you're really kind of going in blind. Especially if you're going first. If you're going first you're just going in blind. And it's interesting to see, like, there's diff- there's different decks and the different decks have different personalities. Not necessarily in that the person who's playing them, but also the deck themselves have different play styles, right? Some play styles may fit your personality better than other ones. Like, there's some, like I said before, that have um, mostly monsters, right? So if you're a type of person where it's easier for you to... Summon, attack, blah, blah, blah. It's a little bit more basic. It's not, it's, I, I don't want to like insult nobody or anything like that, but it's a little bit more of a basic play style. 
than to like try to have all these different combos and things like that. There are some combo heavy decks. There are some one card combo heavy decks. There are some like instructional decks, which I think like some people, I don't know. It's weird. It's like watching the community and things like that. There's people who will be like, you know, um, tier, tier limit or Tillamont is one of the biggest things right now because it just hit master duel it was basically a lot of it is banned in the regular like TCG card game, um, which they still have, and you can still go to tournaments and things like that. Which again, it's also very interesting. Um, but uh, a lot of people were like, you know, if they're just playing it, they're like, I'm like, that's like it's it's a hard one to play, and it's kind of not at the same time. It's really it's really weird. Like I don't think it's too hard to play, but I can see how for some people. Who are used to you go in the game and you you kind of just you play and you click yes to whenever there's an effect to activate how you can get screwed over, right? You gotta know when to activate what and what to activate. So, I mean, like learning what they do and learning how they work, it doesn't it's not necessarily too hard, but it does take that time to know that. And a lot of people were complaining because people do not take that time to do that or. Of course, they're taking that time, and while they're learning, they're, you have to fight another person. Generally, it's a stranger. It's not your friend. Um, but you have to fight another person, and, <laughs> you know, they talk about you because you, you're learning. But whatever. You have to learn. You have to go through it and learn. But what I think is interesting is that they'll have something like that versus um, a deck like, um, if you've ever seen... Um, Vrange, which again is the sixth one, sixth anime they have on their Marincess. Marincess to me is more of an instructional, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, and you do this, and like, you end on this board, and it's not like, it's not very situational, like, you do these, like, you do, you follow these steps, and you get to victory this way. And you don't really, it's like, you don't really care as much what your opponent is playing, unless, like... Because you, you're supposed to be kind of stacked up to be able to just blast through the opponent anyway. There's some other decks where it's really depending on what the opponent is playing that, that tells you what you get to do or what you should do. And I just feel like there's like there's so many, I don't know how to explain it the right way, but there's so many different personalities, types, and, and methods that are like latent in these cards. If you're that type of person who's kind of shy, you probably find a deck for you that incorporates that type of feeling. Um, if you're somebody who likes cutesy things, there's cutesy decks. If you're somebody who likes these big, you know, you want these big thrashing monsters that seem to just be like these like nightmare-inducing things. There's things like that in there you can play that. And there's so many different ones by now after so many different years. For me, personally, I play a lot of different ones. So, I don't know what that says about my personality too much. Uh, besides, I just like variety. But, there, there's just so many different ones. Um, and when you, like, to me, I think about how much time they spent making these. It's really interesting. Like, you can tell the ones that they... it Like, even from watching, like, if you watch the show... Or if you play with the with the cards that they have from the show, which is generally what I've tended to done. I think I, there are some rogue ones and some off, like 
not on the show ones that I go to, but for the most part, um, you can see the different characters' personalities that they show off there in, in those decks. And you can also see who they cared about and who they didn't. So, in Yu-Gi-Oh!, again, I don't know if this is like a Japanese culture thing. I don't really think it is too much. But I, it is like a, a thing latent in Yu-Gi-Oh! culture now. Where girls on the show get a really bad rep. Like, not necessarily like bad, it's like sexually bad. But like bad is in like... And they don't, they're not necessarily, like, losers either. Uh, like, the on-screen duels, they don't win as much. The girls don't. But off-screen, they win. So it's like, I don't know if they just don't want us to see the girls win or not. Or they just, like, it's really weird. But it's been like that, like, for all these seasons of the show. So it's like, and the girl decks, they're not underpowered. I think the biggest... Like, honestly, if I were to name the one, like, if you watch Arc 5, Arc V, which is the fifth season, the way they did Zuzu's deck was the worst, like, they were out to get that girl. Like, she was the best duelist there ever freaking was, and you cannot tell me otherwise, because her deck was utterly horrible, and she won so much. Like, in actual gameplay, if you were to actually play it, her deck is really fucking horrible. But... She was she was winning in the show, so it made it look good. So I was like, you know, you go try, and then you go. It's, it's one of those things. Not a lot are like that, but over the course of like watching the show and trying to build those decks, you kind of see it's like that a little bit, where it, the show makes it look good because of course it's the show and it's trying to get you to get the cards and play the game and everything like that. But when you go to actually do it, it's like, ugh. like. Really, it wasn't until possibly Vrain's the sixth season. Again, the season six of the show. So it's, it would be around for years, right? Before we really get the cards on the TV show just do what the cards in real life do type of thing. And they aren't the gimmick ones. They aren't like... It's really weird that how it ends up being like that. But that's kind of how it ended up being. Sorry, y'all got my honey lemon tea. And it sure does taste good. But yeah, so... Um... I don't know uh, everything about Japanese culture, obviously. I want to learn more. It's just... It's interesting what you can learn from little things. So, like, just from this particular... From the game, from the anime, from this company. Because they handle all of it. Um, you can learn a lot about not necessarily Japanese culture altogether, although you do learn some of it from that, but you can also learn about their company culture. Like you can learn a lot about how they really are. I mean, it's a gaming company. We don't have that in America too much. Not like if we do, it's like actual, like. Of course, it's like an iPad game or iPhone game or Android game or something like that. Like, we don't have that many um, like games that have transcended. Like, imagine going to the company that makes Monopoly, like um, Abrasso, I think it is, or whatever. Like, and you know, 
Like it's different. We don't hear about that type of stuff. Most of the things that we hear about are like marketing companies, things like that. So again, it's also a different like side of a thing to hear about. But ultimately, I just think it's it's interesting. I, I would hope you all check it out. If you wonder why there's been no episode, that's a lot of the reason why. Again, personal issues, and that has also been taking up my time just, like, researching and relearning the game. Because the last time I played, it was on my DS. So, if you guys know how old the DS is, it's, it's been a while for me to have played the game. So, um, like, it's fun for me to play it and to get back in it. Although, I really do not like how expensive it is. Like, it's a free-to-play game. It's free. You can you can get a very far with, with playing for free. But me, I'm the person where I want to, like, go through all the, um... I want to go through the show and get, like, my decks from the show that I liked. And do this and do that and whatever. So, <laughs> to me, it's, like, expensive because I want to go and get all the cards. I don't like to wait or, like... And the thing that I hate most is that if you play casual, which is what I would encourage most people to do, you don't really get gems and stuff from playing casual, which sucks. I think you should just be able to get them from doing that. You got to play ranked, which is like playing competitively. Um, they had an event recently, event four, which does the um, four archetypes. So if you play get the monsters there's different archetypes there's light dark earth wind fire air well, i said air earth wind fire and water um this the, the event is to basically close out light and dark and just do earth wind fire and water um cards monsters effects things like that cuz those are very those are not supported nearly as much as light and dark dark is the number one supported thing which is funny because it's, I mean, it's a game with monsters. It's a game with, like, battle, things like that. Like, again, in the American culture, I remember growing up, people would say that those were demons. And in a way, they kind of are. This might be a spoiler, but if you watch the original uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! thing, they really, they got these monsters from expulsing this negative energy, these demons out of these people and putting them in a stone tablet. They basically performed some sort of exorcism to get the monster out of them, and they use those monsters to kind of, like, battle back and forth. So, it's interesting, and some people say that, because it's like, that's what they, that's what the show kind of showed as lore, as lore, whatever you want to call it, but, in all honesty, that's what they kind of did. They, when they took the, and they took, again, it's Egyptian, so, they would put them in stone tablets, they would... They had Egyptian garments, Egyptian, like, placed out. It's it's interesting. The Like, from the show, the show is kind of showing it. It's based off of an, an old Egyptian game that used to play kind of reimagined. It's very interesting. Again, over the years, it's changed so much. Like, the imagery, the meanings. Like, it used to be where, um, again, in the first two monsters, which I think is really... Like, if you watch any of them, watch the beginning of it. Watch the first Yu-Gi-Oh! I, if, I, if I were you, I would say watch that one. You can you can skip the rest, kind of. Although, if you are going to go play the game, I would say you want to tune back in around Arc 5 and, and Vrains. Just to sort of, like, know what's going on a little bit. But 
if you watch the first one, you really see like the lore and the like beginnings of the game, and it's very very interesting to see what they do and what, like how they pick their rules and things like that. Because a lot of the times they pick their ruling based off of what other people are doing, and like they would they would do something. So like say. I'm a player and I find this card, this card, this card, this card, like five cards that are like nobody really is using, but they are like really good cards for what I'm trying to do to the point where, you know, you tell people about it, this, this, that, it kind of catches on and you'll see that like the rules change, cards get limited, cards get banned based upon that type of stuff. It's really like kind of user driven it is it's the apple versus android thing kind of thing to me where you know how people will say like uh, apple will tell you what what to do and how to use their stuff and android people they kind of find out how to do whatever and they can do all this other random stuff it's kind of like that with the game like in the early days it was very much so like people you just do whatever and then they kind of had to start putting more and more rules and more and more complications in place. But it like if you were gonna watch anything, watch that one. It's just I'm telling you the the like I don't want to spoil the show, which is why I really can't go into depth into certain things because I feel like you kind of have to watch it for yourself. Excuse me. And I may have another episode of this podcast while I'm talking about the show with spoilers, so we can really go in depth. But for the most part, just know, like, if you're interested in, in something like that, just do it. Like, take the chance. Don't get addicted to it. I have been addicted to it. Please don't get addicted to it. It's very addicting. Because it's kind of cool. When you find the thing that works with your personality or that fits you best, it's really, really nice. Um... If you are listening to this and you want to duel me, I'm perfectly okay with that. You can tweet me anytime. Um, any you know the Living Shadow on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Z Living Shadow, Facebook, the Living Shadow, all that kind of stuff. I can add you to my friends list. I don't have my player ID on me or something like that because that's the way they that's the way they go through things with player ID. But you can. I always start on one device and transfer to another, which I have not done yet. But I play on my iPad, which is why it's hard for me to stream. Um, a lot of people play on like their PC or their desktop or whatever, so they can kind of stream on Twitch and stuff like that, which I'm thinking about switching over and doing. So, um, you want to come watch me do that? That's available. I do have a Twitch channel. I don't know the link yet. When I get all that stuff, I'll give it out. But, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on and... I want to say happy 25th anniversary to Yu-Gi-Oh! This game has been a big game in my life. It just opened my eyes to so many different things. And again, watch it for yourself. And if you would like to hear a spoiler episode or hear me talk about more things in depth, please let me know. I might come up with that anyway, but it also is great to get feedback. I just love feedback in general. But... This has been the latest episode of the Shadowcast, discussing all things hidden in the shadows. And I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. You have a blessed and wonderful day, month, year, life, everything.
And until next time, bye-bye. Bless.